Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Elias Patras. And Elias is a motivational intuitive coach, author, retreat facilitator, holistic body worker, Reiki practitioner, ordained minister, and has been studying intuitive energy work since 1997. He graduated from the Chicago School of Massage Therapy, taught massage for eight years, including continuing education. He completed a two-year apprenticeship program in Peruvian shamanic studies, and he co-facilitates a four-weekend earth-honoring apprenticeship program too. He's written his book, From the Universe to Our Hearts, and has developed holistic sprays and candles. Elias's work promotes self-growth and exploration. He has spoken to different groups, written articles, and most importantly, he's connected with individuals in private sessions, emphasizing how to co-create our experience with the universe in deserving what we want for our highest good. Elias believes the key to learning is how to listen and connect to the signs and signals that we receive. So, so often we want that new thing, whether it's a new car, new relationship, or just a new way of feeling. Want to know what's blocking you from receiving it? My friend Elias is going to be talking all about manifesting, what the blocks are, how to remove them, and how to generate the emotions needed to create the life you want. Here he is. Okay, everybody, you're in for such a treat. We have my friend Elias Patras here. And you ever have one of those friends? They're like, he's Elias is a new friend, but I feel like I've known him for billions and billions of years. And he's just so lovable. I'm so excited to have him in my world, and I can't wait to share him with you. Welcome, Elias. Hi, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I just can't wait to showcase you. And also, we're actually doing an event on June 7th. So this is a little preview for what people can expect. So my Long Island, New York, and Connecticut and New Jersey friends, pay close attention because you're. I know when you hear what Elias has to share, you're going to want to be a part of that. So, um, so let's just let's just dive in. Of course, you know, the show is about betrayal, how uh, betrayal just really can jam us up physically, mentally, emotionally, but also the huge potential we have to to heal because of it. And maybe, you know, if we can start with what were some reasons why a betrayal may have happened and what's the manifestation possibilities that can come as a result? So for me... um when I have clients that talk about betrayal or talk about being wronged, um, I would say that, you know, what blocks them, it can be that anger or can be that place where they get stuck. I believe that, you know, if someone is betrayed in a way, they're going to question a lot of things or they might completely shut down. How can you manifest anything that you want or desire if you can't move through those pieces. And for me, it would be, okay, let's see what's going on. Let's see where that might have happened. Intuitively, see what I'm picking up um, through uh, meditation and through just what I call channeling. So talking to people's spiritual guides or their angels and seeing what I might pick up. And maybe there's a pattern that started and maybe it happened back when the person was 12 and they didn't really realize it. And now they married that person that started that initial, I would say, spark of, of down this road. And now they're stuck. I, I find that a lot of people 
that we come in contact with, myself included, um, people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And with people pleasing, that in itself, how can, how can I manifest something for myself if I'm constantly focusing on someone else? Right. And, you know, with, with something like betrayal, can you, can you think of maybe someone you've worked with or, um, just an experience that you've had, like where, where you see, oh, I get it. I get where that's coming from. I see the block in their way, but here's the reason. And and I, I'd love you to share it because so many people feel so wronged and they get so stuck in the injustice and the anger and, and all of those emotions, which is like a huge, gigantic brick wall. Of course, you know, we're, we're feeling these things, but there's something comforting about knowing that it's, if we can learn the lesson that it's meant to teach us, it could be used for our highest good. So is there some example or even, you know, if, if something's coming through you with, with even me, go for it, w- whatever, whatever works. So the first thing that comes up for me is a client that I worked with a couple of years ago. And she was made a promise, a promise when she got married, a promise that the life is going to be excellent and taken care of and they're going to have beautiful children and all these wonderful things. And she noticed a few red flags, but because of that promise, because that's what she was hoping for and did not want to address anything because she didn't want there to be an issue or anything, the, the person that she married turned out to be a narcissist turned out to be someone who was a drug user and cheated on her several times. She continued to go back and continued to say, okay, this is going to happen. Then they both came in as a couple uh, for coaching workshops with me, Mm -hmm. or I should say sessions with me. And we were in our fifth session Mm -hmm. out of 10 fifth session and she made a switch and she wanted that husband so bad because he promised her we're going to go we're going to go to a really expensive new york uh hotel and have dinner and go see a play and she was so excited about that she called me up and let me have it and so because she was so stuck on that mm-hmm. he ended up cheating with on her that weekend. Wow. And she called me up and she said, I feel so betrayed. Mm-hmm. I, I saw all the signs. I know we were working and stuff, but they were just empty promises. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit more about where else did those empty promises happen in her life? Mm-hmm. And what created that space for allowing um, this kind of energy to come in. Mm -hmm. And she said she just didn't want to feel wrong. Wow. So were there other experiences in her life where she was made to feel wrong? And so that had just this huge impression on her? Huge impression. And it was just a snowball that happened. And um, she finally divorced him. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has two beautiful children, but there was so much fear, Debbie, of, you know, she, she had to go through the process. She, it's, 
it's almost like a death. You mm-hmm. go through the whole grieving piece. Mm-hmm. And with that, she was afraid. She was afraid to trust. And uh, we had a few more sessions. And from what I gather now, she's in a great relationship. She put out what she wanted first. She said, I, I suggested to her, strongly suggested to her, mm-hmm. you're on a date. It's an interview. It's just like a job. Mm-hmm. You have to ask the questions that you want. That uh, And words are wonderful. Let's see what they do about those words. Actions speak louder than words. And um, I have to tell you that she has really come around herself and... Um, She's doing well. And I, I want to stop you because right there, because the, the, you brought up the, the grieving piece. There is, there is a huge grieving process with betrayal because, you know, you're not just grieving, let's say, the loss of a relationship. You're grieving the loss of your expectations. You're grieving what you wanted and didn't get, what you signed up for, what you thought you'd, you'd have. I mean, all of these things. And that it's in that grieving that... It, it really shifts us and allows us to go from one stage to the next. That's a big defining factor, moving us specifically from, you know, the, the as far as the stages of betrayal to breakthrough, going from stage three to stage four, where we can, we can live in survival mode. But then when we find and adjust, finding and adjusting to that new normal, we need to grieve. And that's one of the biggest things that helps us make that move from one stage to the next. So I'm so glad you brought that up. So what were something that, because trust, of course, is demolished with betrayal. What'd you do to help rebuild trust, to help her rebuild trust? So the big piece was her forgiving herself. It was huge. I said, do you trust yourself? And she looked at me and she said, I think so. (laughs) And I said, are you asking me or telling me? And uh, she said, if I have to be honest, I I don't trust myself anymore. And I said, all right, then let's get in love with yourself again. And it was a process. And um, we did certain exercises to be able to call in more love. I had her buy flowers for herself every week. I had her take herself out on a date mm-hmm. alone, um, have get a, a babysitter for the kids and her go out and feel empowered. Mm. There's so, so much to say about empowerment and for her to love herself and trust herself. Because as I've said in all my classes, all my workshops, all my retreats, the only thing that blocks us is fear. Mm-hmm. And when we have love, love of self, love of others, love of spirit, love of nature, love of our job, all love, 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 love. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying we all go around wearing rose-tinted glasses and everything, you know, spread the love, but it is about spreading the love from a very heartfelt place that has authenticity and integrity and when you start with yourself first and you know that you deserve it, you're really serving yourself. 
And yeah. let's and let's go with that because first of all, trust is such a huge thing with betrayal because you know the person who's been betrayed says, "Well, I certainly don't trust my betrayer. I don't even trust myself because how did I not see this coming? How did I not know?" I, I so and this is where we we move towards, and I, I've saw it in the study. We move towards religion, spirituality. You know where we where we reason. Well, I can at least trust in something other than me. God, source, energy, whatever, and and it gives us that sense of of safety and security. But but the self love piece can be hard too because if we believe all of those things, maybe that were because we could take betrayal, we take it personally. You know, when we lose someone we love, we mourn the loss, but we don't take it personally. Betrayal we take personally. So and and we can say if if it's romantic betrayal, well you know, I'm not worthy, deserving, lovable, all of these things. So how do you help somebody rebuild those emotions that were, that were really shattered? So it is to really take a look, Debbie, at, at those person's actions, because when someone is betrayed, I feel, cause I would, I have been betrayed as well. I take it to mean that there's something wrong with me. I did something wrong to allow those actions to happen. Well, if I was thinner, if I was smarter, if I was funnier, or or, or all the thoughts that come and I beat myself up about it. Mm. And and then I get angry and then I get sad Mm -hmm. and then I move on. So um, those, that process happens quicker. Um, And I think for anyone that has worked with me, um, the important piece to know is what is it about the action and not themselves? So every, every action has a reaction. Mm-hmm. And as you know this, and if someone can say, that's not about me, they cheated or they did X, Y, and Z, there's something going on. If I can check the boxes and say, was I loving? Was I this? Was I nurturing? Was I this? Yes, 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 yes. Then why are we taking to mean that there's something wrong with us? And this is so huge because one of the biggest things that I find, and I know it was my own experience too, the first thing we do is take a look and say, if I was this more, that more, but but it's not even about us. And it's such a it's such an important distinction because for someone to intentionally put their needs above ours, break that spoken or unspoken rule. It's about them. There's some hole. There's some lack. There's some. There's something missing there. And I know we take it so personally. And then there's that downward spiral. But it's. I love that you said that because if we could really embrace that, believe it, and whatever it is we need to do to to fully accept. Of course, we need to take responsibility for whatever role we had in it. But it wasn't about us. And, you know, I have to tell you that a lot of people that have come to me is, you know, they they tell me that, well, their partner uh, makes them, um, they're complete with their partner. <sighs> and I always, and I always get out a piece of paper and I draw half a circle. And I said, so you're telling me that this is you and this other half of the circle is the other person. I bring the two circles together and I say, look, 
you're complete. Is that correct? And they said, well, and I said, hey, because now look what happens. That goes away. You're half a person. Mm-hmm. When you have a complete person, you are already complete and another complete person comes along and they put these two circles together. It's like a nice infinity sign. And there's an ebb and flow, and that person compliments you. They support you to compliment you being the best you. If for some reason that is taken away, you are still complete. You are still complete. There, there's a, a movie, and I won't mention it. I know exactly which one you're talking about. You complete me. I hate that. Is I that what you're going to say? I hate that one. Yep, I, I knew well, it. Saying, I dislike it very much. Mm. And um, that was me. Mm. I really thought back in my 20s that another person would make me feel whole. And once I realized that I am whole, universe, God, creator, spirit, whatever you want to say, made me that way, brought me that way. And then I, like a a whole container and my parents and my environment and my friends helped to fill that container with support, with, with, um, love. And, and in that I learned loving self more I knew that now being married, I have my significant other who is and does compliment me. Mm, I love that you're bringing this up because it's this is what I see. And I teach this all the time because we think we're, we're a half and thank goodness we found that person who makes us whole. And then what the heck? are we and who are we when that doesn't work out, then we become half again. So it's this endless seeking of, well, let me find someone else. So I'm whole again. And what you're saying and what I 100% believe is no, you build yourself, yourself up first. You bring yourself to your best place physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually where you're resonating at a very different level. And then someone on that level, because like energy attracts like energy, that type of person can show up and can compliment you, not complete you. That is just a huge distinction. And I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you brought that up. So let's talk about manifesting. Okay. Let's talk about manifesting. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So what do people do when they manifest? You know, what is manifesting? What does manifesting mean to everybody? Well, I'm creating this or I'm bringing this into fruition. I am putting all my good juju out there and just saying, okay, yes, here it is. I want to be X, Y, and Z. So I have created a manifestation equation. And with that, all those pieces have to align. If they don't align, then how can we manifest? Now, part of the equation is action, passion, trust, and belief. How many, and we go back to the trust thing. If you don't trust that you're going to get X, Y, and Z, we'll, we'll do something like this. I want a new car. I, I, I'm going to manifest a new car because my old car has this and this and this. Okay. So I want a new car. There's the thought, there's the idea. And now we're going to bring in 
the action. Okay, I'm going to check out cars. Great. And now, um, oh God, well, it's going to cost this much and it's going to be this. And, you know, I don't know about, so now you're not trusting. You're not trusting, mm-hmm. you're not believing, but you still want it. So how come it didn't happen? Part of the pieces don't fit. There's, there's about seven or eight variables in there. And another piece of it is I did a workshop and I had them write down 10 things that they desired, 10 of them. And they all wrote them down. And um, I said, okay, circle the ones that you feel honestly and truly that you deserve. Do you know almost everybody in that class only circled two or three? Oh, wow. You know, a couple of things right there. And then I want you to continue with that. But I look at it like if things aren't congruent, they're just not aligned and they don't work. It's sort of like if you've ever spoken with someone and their face is saying one thing, but they're, you know, there's some something that's off or or they're smiling, but their eyes aren't smiling. Like there's something that is just not congruent. And maybe the words are there, but the the energy behind it is not congruent. And it sounds like what you're saying is everything needs to be aligned because that person who wants the car, well, that's not, that's nice and all, but if they don't believe they deserve it, or there's something behind it, uh, that's not in alignment with that, it will not show up. And we can talk about Debbie, anything about manifesting. Um, the, the key to manifesting, the key to it is, yes, you can say, I want this house or I want this car, but how do you really feel about it? What's the feeling when you step in a home and you know it's yours? What's the feeling when you, you know, when I work with my clients, I say, okay, so you want a house. Great. We can do a vision board for it. We can do a lot of different things, a lot of tangible things so you can see it, but The feeling piece is the important piece. If you don't feel it, not going to happen. So that's like the engine, right? It is. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the engine behind it. I remember, um, and and I I'm sure I've said it in other episodes that Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, book one. I mean, that was the book that absolutely changed my life. And I remember reading about how it's not the thought; it's the thought behind the thought. That's the driver. So the, the, the thought, like in your, what you're saying, the thought could be, I want a car, but what's behind it? I don't deserve it. I'll never get it. Or I'm really ready for that car. It'll create two very different scenarios. And what I'd like to do, especially on the retreats, because when I do my retreats, I have a whole weekend of participants and um, they walk in on Friday and it's everybody. It's even me at times. Our head talks to our heart. And what I want them to do is flip it. Have the heart talk to the head because our emotions mean so much. You know, as, as a massage therapist and an energy worker and a psychic medium and author, yada, 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 all those things combined, me, I feel all those things. And our emotions can create so many things physically. You know, we learned that in massage school and I used to teach for eight years and I would tell the students, you know, that when you have a stick neck and it's really tight, where are you not using communication? Mm. Or the weight of the world is on your shoulders. 
you're worried about so much and your shoulders feel so heavy and your shoulders are up to your ears at times. That emotion is going to cause a physical dis-ease. And it goes back with manifesting. When you want to manifest something, you have to feel it. If you don't feel it, and it's not about the feeling of, oh, yes, here's the new car. It's the feeling of, I feel good. I, I feel alive. I roll down the windows and I feel the fresh air. It's all these feelings. And that can happen, you know, another example, a house. You want a house and you see a house as X, Y, and Z. Um, but maybe that house that you want to manifest isn't exactly the house. Maybe it's it's by the ocean. And when I'm by the ocean, I feel X, Y, and Z. And when I'm in the house, I feel nurtured. I feel warm. I feel safe. I feel, I feel, I feel. And then see what can happen. Well, you know what? Mark my words, because now I have I have my, both of my girls out in San Diego, and now one of my sons is planning on going to school there. And I keep saying, I think I I think I really need a little place out in San Diego. So if that happens, it's because I am powerfully manifesting. So it hasn't happened yet, but we'll 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 see the powers of of manifesting. So so now bringing it back to betrayal, here's somebody who is they are feeling a whole bunch of negative emotions, sadness, anger, rage, frustration, depression. It could be anything. For them to feel, well, I feel at peace, I feel calm, I feel loved, lovable, worthy, deserving. Work with work with that. What do you what do you say and how can you help the listener? who wants to infuse that feeling with some emotion, but they're really struggling because the other emotion seems so big. So let's work on that emotion of the anger or the, I'll just say the heavier emotion. Mm -hmm. I hate to say negative, but I'll say heavier emotion. So, because that can be valid. That's very valid. So let's work with the, the heavier emotion. I want, people to write all that down. I feel this. I am so mad that I am angry about this. I'm frustrated with this and write it all down. We have it written down. Now take a look at it. And if you look at those words and you're bringing up that, that place, I've actually had people take, take the words and I have three chairs in my office I have them go sit to another chair and read that as if they were reading it to where they were sitting. Hmm. So they can hear that. And some people are like, yeah, okay, I, I hear it. I, I, I understand it. So what would it, are you ready? And what would it feel like if you ripped that up? If this paper and these words are what's holding you back from whatever that is, that's around the corner that you're not seeing because all these words and feelings are there. Let's rip it up. Let's just start with one feeling, just one. And that's where I go into my whole I am stuff. Mm -hmm. So the I am stuff is, okay, when we're betrayed, like you said, I am not good enough. I am not worthy of this. I am not this, that, or the other. Those things are fascinating to me because the I am 
I read this somewhere and I forgot where, but the I is the intention. Mm-hmm. The A is the action and the M is the manifestation. So mm-hmm. if you're saying I am loved, mm-hmm. the intention is that you're loving and loved. The action, what's going to happen is you're going to show more love to yourself, hence manifesting more love. Now on the other side, I am stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your intention is to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Your actions are going to show that you're stupid. So the universe is going to show you and manifest you more stupid things coming to you. Mm. You know what, Elias, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? I would love people to understand that there is so much knowledge within that the heart carries the wisdom and it's there. I I do these wonderful workshops um, that I've done tapping into your inner voice. There is so much within us. And again, I, I just would say that if you want to get to the next step, if you want to get to the next place, believe in self. And if you don't believe in self, there are so many people around you that do and maybe you're not hearing it, or maybe you're ready to hear it, you need to say, hey, what do you see in me? Mm-hmm. What do I mirror for you? I worked with uh, high school students and uh, did a seminar, um, very quick talk with uh, about 280 students. And you know, high school students, it's a hard age. Mm-hmm. And this one girl said, I said, give me an I am statement that is negative that you say to yourself or heavy that you say to yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm kind of odd. So I would say I am odd. Mm -hmm. And the girl next to her said, well, I don't see you as odd. Mm -hmm. And I said, so what's a positive thing that you can give her that she can, that you see in her? She said, well, she's cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, okay, what's a good word to say? To yourself now that you know that you're this person sees you're cool she said i'm cool and i said how about this i am unique because you're still saying that yeah you're different you're odd but odd doesn't have to be a bad thing you're unique mm-hmm. you're special i love that and, and i think it's so true we have no idea how we're perceived. I have zero clue how anybody looks at me. And it's really interesting. Um, you know, when the kids were young, we used to play this game and it was called sit in the seat. You know, everybody had their, uh, their seats at the dinner table and every so often we would switch and we would have to become that person. <laughs> and if you want to see how you're showing up, well, that's a good way to do it. Um, but that it wasn't necessarily positive all the time, but it was very, very interesting. But it's really so true. We're so quick to see the negatives in ourselves, in ourselves. But, but ask someone who knows us, who spends time with us, and I'm sure they see something so positive. Okay, so Elias, where do we learn more about you and uh, how can we stay in touch? So you can go to my website at um, eliaspatris.com. And um, I have a lot of events and stuff coming up. Obviously, I'm coming to Melville, New York. I'm so excited to be doing um, the Manifesting uh, Desires workshop with you. And uh, doing also, the second part is doing an intuitive gallery. So actually uh, seeing what messages I get for people as a group 
and uh, calling in their angels and guides and seeing what what we get intuitively. So there comes that psychic mediumship coming out. Um, also, I have a Body, Mind, Spirit Expo happening, and that's in uh, Rock Falls, Illinois. Uh, I have my retreats coming up. Uh, we have a retreat in November, and that's a really exciting retreat. It is called Reawakening Your Twin Spirit, and that is going to be in Illinois. It's really talking about, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, patterns, but we all come down, our soul comes in with a blueprint. And sometimes some people will say, oh, you know, um, I got stuff from my mom and dad, stuff that I love, and some stuff like, wow, I'm really a procrastinator, just like my dad, and they didn't really want to be that. So we're going to talk about the masculine and feminine side of self and rewriting our blueprint, taking out those things that came down from generation to generation. And it's a really, we do a lot of cool things. We do uh, a guided meditation trance dance. We'll do uh, two fire ceremonies. Um, we do a lot of stuff in nature and a lot of small group, one-on-one in large group, a lot of experiential type of exercises on the retreats. Beautiful. Okay, everybody. So you heard it here. Uh, I would say you definitely, if you're anywhere in uh, the New York area, you want to be here for this event. We are opening up the PBT Institute to have Elias come and spend the day with us and also the other wonderful things that he's doing. So Elias, thank you so much for your time today. I know so many people benefited from this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. So that conversation really inspired me to take a look at what isn't happening in my life and see what subconscious thoughts may be holding me back. A great reminder that thoughts generate emotions and that's the fuel behind manifesting. Stay in touch with Elias by going to EliasPatris.com and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. I love that I am explanation that Elias was talking about. I is the intention, A is the action, and M is the manifesting. How cool is that? A great reminder to be very careful about what you say after the words I am. And a few things. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, Long Island, New York City, or Connecticut area, join us on May 7th. And let me give you a gift. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of How Your Biggest Crisis Reveals Your Greatest Gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.